0: Beyond the Pale Ale, with Matthew Stewart. Hey
1: everyone, this is Matt, one of your favorite Matts from the regular Simplicity Reviews podcast. Um, doing something a little bit different this time, we're getting down and dirty, We're, we're getting our, I'm getting my hands dirty for this uh, new little multi-part docu-series, I guess you can call this, uh, we're calling it Beyond the Pale Ale, and of course somebody already pointed out to me, it's like, oh, like pale ale, like an American pie with... Come in their beer. It's like, no, it's not the same thing. But uh, we went the dad joke route with Beyond the Pale Ale. So, in case anybody who's regularly listening to this in Reviews podcast now listening to this mini podcast, uh, get your head out of the gutter. I digress. So, anyway, so Beyond the Pale ale this is the first episode of the inaugural episode, and I'm very, very fortunate to have um one of my best beer friends, one of my one of my best friends here in the natural area, to be honest with you. Um, and The general idea of the show will be a lot to do with how the business, and in case I don't go over this in the podcast, I'm in the beverage business. I work for a local distributor uh, here in the Nashville market, and our city, uh, much like many other cities around the country, have been affected by COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you guys want to call it, and uh, it's been a very interesting Couple months in our uh, beverage, liquor, beer, anything business, hospitality business in general. So, this show is to kind of bring camaraderie around people that I know in the business, uh, kind of share their stories. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce my first guest, my inaugural guest here on Beyond the Pale Ale. It is Isaiah Coleman of the. How, how would you? What would you call yourself with Black Abbey, Isaiah? What, what would, what's your moniker?
0: Well, uh, I mean, if you look at my business card, uh, my business card says Alpha Apostle, which uh, was was uh, my boss, the president of Black Abbey, Carl Meyer. Uh, that was his uh, joke uh, because not only was I the first person that the brewery hired, um, hmm. but I, I was also in seminary at the time that he met me. And so he thought that he would turn a former seminarian into a, a beer salesman. Uh, but, but really, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a salesperson. And... And we'll, we'll get into a little bit later uh, wh- why I'm starting to really not think of myself as a beer salesperson uh, so much There's anymore. so much
1: more than that, you know. Just...
0: Well, you know, that's very nice of you to say because I, <laughs> I started to see myself as very much less. Um, oh,
1: come on. This, this <laughs> is supposed to be a safe place here for us. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, my, my name is Isaiah John Van Dusen-Kalman, a name that uh, has uh, quite a story, but it sounds like I should own a castle somewhere. And uh, I am the the salesperson. Um Everybody keeps saying like lead salesperson, but like I, it's a it's a, a team of one. So uh salesperson for the Black Every Brain Company in uh and uh if if and you didn't know that's in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh since Matt and I are located close by to each other and uh boy do I miss uh running into you at the old pinball bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, the old pinball bar, yeah. Well well I'm sure we'll be getting into that a little later on and with some of my other guests as well. That's that was our old uh you that's know. That was our place that was our hang and, and and there's a lot of thanks that we might be able to go into the show with with that location with you and i uh that i'm very fortunate that you did the work in there for me so perhaps we'll get into that a little bit later but for now um i always want to start these shows off also with a we're having a beer i mean we're in the business you know we we work with breweries or you know we we love being around, I mean, we miss the idea of sitting at a bar with other people that we know on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It doesn't really matter what day it is because we're all alcoholics in our own way, in, in uh, some some format or another. So uh, uh, one, one way, uh, to one way to it, put it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, mom, don't worry about that or anything like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, today I'm sipping on. I'm, I'm, I went to Black Abbey route because you know I got to drink the Kool Aid, of course. So. I'm going with a uh, one of your newer well you brewed this last year, of course, for the first time uh the river running goza right here oh, yeah so i'm I'm cracking into this bad boy right now
0: yeah, tell us I, more
1: about this beer isaiah what
0: what a fun what a fun journey that beer has had because uh well first it, i'm I'm really happy at that beer success and and not and not whatsoever because of how it benefits me personally but because um uh the guy that got hired a couple weeks after me, his name is Ben Martin, and he works alongside our head brewer, who's uh, also one of the uh, operating partners of Black Abbey, that's John Owen. Um, ben uh, came from New Hampshire, and he, he comes uh, from, uh, 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 he's got brewing in the family, his dad was a brewer. Uh, and, uh, and so... Ben is about as New Englander as a New Englander guy you you could imagine right now. Uh, he he uh, he's big, he's brawny. he's got a well, he had a huge beard until his wife told him it was a COVID net. Uh, and and <laughs>
1: you're trying to tell me something about mine, maybe? It's no, oh, weird, oh please, too. <laughs>
0: uh, and then uh, but uh, you know Ben's always the kind of guy that's got crazy ideas and like uh, you know it's, it's like he wants to try stuff out all the time. So he really spearheaded. Um, like our our pilot system program, like our small batch program for the tap room to like test stuff out. Um, Ben was the one that came up with the idea for one of our biggest events of the year, which is called Eight More Beers of Winter. Uh, The joke is, uh well it's my joke people laugh at it because you know former seminarian I, so i don't i don't know if you're orthodox or reformed but the way that we celebrate groundhog day is uh by taking all of our beers uh in the taproom off and replacing them with barrel aged versions of those beers that we've been making and, and conditioning and aging throughout the year um that was ben's idea and it was a huge smash but uh but this is river running hibiscus goes this, the first beer that been made that has had some real wild like market success. Um, there, it's it's made with all kinds of stuff that our ownership doesn't personally care for. Um, like Carl doesn't like sour beers. He doesn't mm-hmm. like tea. He well, like I mean he doesn't like you know hot herbal tea. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't like um, he doesn't like 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 he doesn't like salty beers and that's everything that that beer is it's a everything little that's of it. in this
1: beer literally
0: it's, yes it's got <laughs> so much hibiscus and it. it's bright pink and it definitely has that herbal tea quality to it and that that uh we put sea salt in the beer so you get uh, a little bit of that uh that uh salty uh, acidity towards the end um but uh they let them do it on a small batch it went well in the tap room. Uh, three years ago we did a very small release into market I think we only sent out like six or eight kegs okay. into market and uh, and they kind of hung around for a little bit um, so we weren't you know in a rush to make it again but then last year um, we were able to um, we were, we had the, the manpower and the, the production space to do a larger batch of it, to see how it would do in cans. And so we packaged it up in some cans, um, had a pretty eye-catching label design for it. Um, and, uh, and we sent, uh, Matt, your distributor, uh, the lion's share of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly in cans, I think only sent like, again, like six kegs, maybe eight kegs and the kegs vanished instantly. <laughs> and, uh, the cans didn't last a whole lot longer so you we were like you know i i i'm so grateful that i'm a part of a company that that they're not so tied to their own ideas of how things should be and their own palates and their own preferences that they're not willing to listen to what customers are telling us and so when we saw that there was a huge uh like uh demand for that beer and that it, it sold out so fast we we decided we had to make it again so uh we made well, we made it again, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, even with everything locked down, because we, we launched it two weeks before the stay at home order, yep, pretty much, uh, yep. <laughs> and and even still, like, we blew through that entire batch of beer in like two months, uh, which is astonishing considering people aren't coming into the brewery and ordering pints of it, yeah. Um, so yeah, the the river running hibiscus goes a says a lot about kind of the the atmosphere of Black Abbey, how we operate. And uh, and it just makes me happy that Ben is getting some recognition because Ben, you know, feels overlooked sometimes.
1: I don't but know how he's like seven feet tall, but, you know, it's, it's hard to get overlooked when that huge.
0: And very audible.
1: <laughs> yes, he has a, a booming voice. He's, he seems like... It, if anything, he would have been a character out of like *Princess Bride* or something like that. Like, it almost seems <laughs> like a, somebody that Rob Reiner would have created or something like that. Or,
0: or at least some sort of recurring extra from *Cheers*.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, bud. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, *River Running *Goes*—this thing is amazing. Um, like to, to your point, you know, you guys did a little pilot batch, and you know, I, I'm, I'm from—you're from Michigan originally. I'm from Florida originally, and two completely dynamic we got, dynamic dynamic it's a lot in common
0: though we've got a lot of weird separatists we do um, mm-hmm. we're both we're both built out of peninsulas
1: we are we are uh, yes. and uh
0: and and for some reason uh the elderly love it i, I
1: don't uh, yeah it's like uh, it makes
0: more sense for you than for me
1: it does i mean because at least you get to stay warm until you know before you go to hospice i don't want to get too dark or anything like that so keep your uh, keep, keep yourself nice and uh Nice and warm, you know, uh, before you get a little too cold there. So,
0: If you ever head up to uh, Traverse City to check out the uh, the, the Cheery Festival up there, uh, you'll find that there's a whole lot of gray heads, a whole lot of blue
1: hairs. A lot of blue. Oh, there all all, oh, there's so many blue hairs down in Miami, Florida as well, too. So so you get to uh, kind of the Minnesota nice uh, Midwestern thing. I get to we got Almost a whole like a lot of uh, orthodox jew a little bit or new yorkers yeah. like
0: <laughs> well you know uh there, there's just as much shame in our culture as yours
1: <laughs> there is there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame so and, a, a, of- and
0: a whole lot of like uh like unusual stoicism like, yeah you know, fine people other people have it worse like, yeah so
1: exactly that's that. the that's the only way you're going to get through it at the end of the day so <laughs> but uh, but yeah um and, and black abbey as as a whole is only found really in mainly the national market there really isn't i mean can you expand on that because from my personal experience i know you guys are really only in the middle the the tennessee market i won't say middle tennessee but the tennessee market as a whole
0: well um as of two weeks ago we're now officially available in every county in the state of tennessee in which alcohol can be legally sold
1: Um, we have everywhere now at this point so
0: (laughs) we have a handful of dry areas um but uh but yeah, we we uh, we got a we got uh, placed in uh, in a lot of WalMarts. Mm. Um, every Walmart in the state uh, picked up a couple of our skis, and um, and so we were being sent these store numbers in towns that I had never heard of. And uh, and after doing some research, we found out that there was a distributor operating up in the, the northwest part of the state that no one in the building had ever even heard of (laughs) and uh it was uh i think it's called uh clark distributing and um and i was like it it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit if it was a guy named clark with a refrigerated pole barn and a box truck
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's where most of these places started anyway back in the back in the 40s and 50s and And everybody was getting off the ground here and. uh Tennessee, it seems it was one guy in a truck. It may exactly. they might not, but may not have been Clark. But it was something to that. Yeah, to it that is
0: somebody's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, to your to your point, um, yeah, we're only available in the Tennessee, uh, the state of Tennessee, and that's that's partially by design at this stage. Um, when when we opened up, you know, like I said, I was the first person signing a tax form hired by the company. I was wide eyed mm-hmm. so much potentials like ah, we're going to go coast to coast man worldwide yeah and um and then uh you know the more that I, I got into market and the more that I was uh getting to know some other players uh I realized that uh there there were there were some who were really interested in expanding as far out as possible to maximize their reach and you know build up those orders and get more tanks and you know just just try to like expand very fast. And, um, we decided that, uh, organizationally, we wanted to focus on growing our home market because, uh, middle Tennessee in the last 10 years has been growing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we were doing some numbers and like, like you would, uh, uh, implied earlier, uh, about, I want to say like maybe 80% of our business is in like the, the six or seven counties that make up middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, more places kept opening and more people kept moving here. And so we thought, let's just put a ton of our energy here because we don't have to spend as much on freight. Um, We've got a really great built-in sort of sales network here and awesome partnership with the company that you work for. Um, I feel like our sales teams really work together quite well. I keep on referring to us as a team, but it's just me and Carl. Um, <laughs> that's,
1: it's, it's, it's a dynamic duo. I mean, if you want to just go that far, it's fine. I mean, it is definitely a, a team effort. We got,
0: got a real Wayne and Garth thing going on. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: <laughs> Party on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, you know, we, we didn't want to overextend ourselves and, and we started to see a little of what that would look like when um, one of our uh, local chain partners, uh, was opening up a location in Kentucky, and uh, they really wanted to carry our beer up in Kentucky. So we went through the steps of looking into it, and then, um, but you know, we we didn't push. And then uh, uh, the uh, the guys who are stationed at uh, Fort Campbell, um, there's uh, you know some some of the people that that uh, Fort Campbell that live in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is just over the border mm-hmm. uh, from Clarksville, Tennessee. And they were asking if it were possible to, uh, to get beer up in Hopkinsville for those servicemen. Um, our distributor up there was asking us that and because they operate as two separate companies, uh, even though they're the same entity. So there's I uh, it's a, uh, I think it's a, uh, at that time they were called Budweiser Clarksville and Budweiser. Okay. Hopkinsville. Yeah. But they were essentially the same organization. And uh, so we're like, well, okay, it's for the 101st Airborne Division. I guess we'll, you know, take some steps to, you know, mm-hmm. get some beer We're up. And
1: yeah, out we'll, out we'll out do it. Or again. whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we we went through the process to uh, get licensed to, to sell beer up into the, I think it's a Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> and it was a pretty intense process. And at the end of it, the first order was kind of like, oh, okay, that's, that's it. And, and then to think about how, well, if we wanted to grow that, then I would have to drive up to Hopkinsville and try to drum up business, and and we thought, what if it were Lexington? What if it were Louisville? Like now, we've got to mm-hmm. try to find you know salespeople up there when we could be focusing a lot of our energies here in our home market instead. Spend less money, like not have to you know hire way more staff than is entirely necessary at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to grow deep and not wide. Uh, I mean, it's not out of the question that someday we go a little bit more regional, but things were going just fine uh, staying here in Tennessee.
1: Yep, and uh, just the way, I mean, I'm about four years into living in tennessee and you're roughly about five or six at this point now I would oh assume. no uh, are, you, are you way deeper than that i mean you've been I've, with black Abbey for five years i've just been with now. black
0: Abbey. with t- time time is a fickle thing especially these <laughs> days i think we'd all agree no i've yeah. been with black Abbey now for nearly seven years oh, nearly
1: seven okay there you go
0: and i've been living in nashville for 13.
1: okay i was way off obviously i, I don't do more. any research on my guests <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean it's all right and it's not like it's not like I, I crow about that too often. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's pretty popular amongst Nashville citizens to complain about like the amount of transplants and tourists that come in and, you know, have been uh, just absolutely setting fire to whatever culture we had.
1: Yeah. Um, Old Nashville versus new Nashville. Old way. Nashville versus
0: new Nashville. Yeah. And, uh, and yet I, I was like, you know what? It, it helps nobody if I make a big stink about it. And, yeah. and the more that i say things like do you know how long i've lived here like the worse i sound so i just it I, sounds I,
1: shitty I, it does, <laughs> yeah.
0: it does. It, it's a really dismissive thing one way or the other just to say it you know positively or negatively it could still just sound like i'm dismissing other people's experiences so yeah
1: just because i've only been here for this many years and i've been here for this many years or i grew up here or lived here it's it kind of it kind of doesn't matter yeah and it's funny to i mean when you see memes about it when you see you know sites like you know music shitty or you know all the all the other ones that are out there i mean it's funny i mean and the longer i live here and i'm sure you can attest to this because you've been here longer than i have it's like okay i i, I like that joke that joke's funny and i'm sure all the other people who are visiting or just got here are like oh well that's mean and i don't i don't like that and it's like well you know it's it's taking the piss but i mean these are also people that are you know they have a certain point to to their argument i guess but
0: yeah there's there's always the best satire has quite a bit of truth in it yeah um but the best satire is also not um uh malicious so yeah uh, there's something to to laugh at but some people take it really seriously
1: yeah and it's like okay well i mean we're 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 in a time right now in this world where it's you know you spend too much time worrying about this small stuff and all, all the bigger stuff kind of gets lost in the, in the shuffle. And we, we tangented hard on everything just now. Um, so getting that's into it, I know that's how I, that's just what happened. This, this, this is, this is what we would be doing if we were sitting at the bar together or something like that too. Yeah, so it's like, we didn't skip a beat, but well, uh,
0: for whatever we did for prep, I did read through all your questions. And I mean, I could probably sum up some of these answers pretty quickly to like knock through a couple of them. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, cause the whole, the whole basis of this, of this series is to not only introduce you know your your introduce i'm introducing my guests to a to a little bit of a wider audience or you know getting it out of a regional audience into something bigger so people are understanding like what's going on in a state uh setting as opposed to a big wide setting and i'll have some other guests on some other episodes that we'll talk about that but i want to i'm glad i'm starting with you from the local perspective someone who's been here for Almost half his life as well too was very helpful, and you know I really just want to know.
0: Again, you're so kind to me. I'm like
1: pushing. Forward. I know. Well, this is. I mean, this is, this is, I, mean I, I have I have so much stuff to get out right now, so I have no negative. I'm trying to have no negativity in my heart right now, so it's all just being flooded upon you. So you're the lucky victim, I guess you could say. I'll put yeah that, uh, of that of that statement. <laughs> but um, the main thing I want to know, and these are going to be the three main points to this, mm-hmm. is we're talking about the impact of the recent lockdown, safer at home, shutdown pandemic issues we've been having in this entire country. But we're focusing definitely a lot more on uh, Middle Tennessee, Nashville specifically. So I just want to kind of know what was business like Mm -hmm. before, during, and now that we're also looking at the barrel of reopening on a wider Mm -hmm. scope here in Middle Tennessee, specifically the Nashville metro area. Like what? What? What are the three things you've seen before, during, and really just what are you looking at post? Like what's what's your post? Like thinking of what's going to be happening? You can you can concentrate here locally, or just on a broader scope as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, <clears throat> uh, now, our, I'm going to talk specifically from the experience of, of Black Abbey. Which... Yeah,
1: that's what I want. I, I want a specific i want from you i want your perspective yeah I and mean, that's what i want
0: yeah also like um uh well this this sounds mean whenever i i've said it to competitors but i really just don't spend that much time thinking about uh, all my competition um so There's so
1: little of it that's why
0: i do well, no, i'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so for, from our experience um leading up to it um we had uh, we had a, a a string of months that, like, it was a bit of a dogfight because, um, you know, we had a we had a flood of of brands coming to market in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have like my business plan notes in front of me or anything, but uh, <laughs> at at one point I I stopped counting after seventy five new uh, seventy five products came to Tennessee or launched in Tennessee in a matter of like three years. And so when you're one of 18, uh, breweries in town, uh, and by town, I mean those seven counties. And then you have, you know, some small amount of regional or national craft, uh, brands that are also Mm -hmm. in market. That's a much easier swimming pool to like, you know, play some water polo in or whatever yeah (laughs) and then when 75 more people jump in to the pool it doesn't matter how big it gets it starts to feel a little bit crowded now you're just trying to find Mm. a spot where you're not bumping anybody and yeah you really hope that they all like went to the bathroom before they got in and uh (laughs) but uh it it was you know it was getting a lot more like a, a lot more slim in terms of your wins you were trying really hard to get that extra tap or get that um, you know, that extra placement on a shelf and yep. and like smaller winds started to feel a lot bigger, but I was like, yeah, that's just the way it is right now. Um, yep. and then we had to survive uh the summer of the explosion of sparkling or uh, alcoholic seltzers. Um, <laughs> that was a uh, pretty intense
1: only <laughs> a year ago. Wow, time flies when you're yeah, looking at spike
0: was not that long ago, and and you know, that affected us a little bit in that, um people that were sort of starting to become more adventurous drinkers Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot easier for them to gravitate towards that rather than to take a chance on you know a Belgian double or whatever we were making at the time so we had a we had a string of months that it was like real white knuckled like just just working really hard to keep pushing forward keep you know keep getting our handles put into the new spots that were opening up. And hmm. uh, and we felt like we were doing it, but you know, it was like, like I said, it's blood in the streets. There's a lot of work. Oh yeah, out. there is. And then uh, the months leading up to um, the, the mayor and then the governor's orders, um, we started to see all of that hard work really start to pay off. And I mean, it was exciting. Um, we had gotten in a four month period of time, like three of our biggest wins in like like maybe the company's history. And, uh, I was projecting, you know, an enormous green numbers for like our, our growth coming up in the first quarter. And, uh, and then all of that got burned straight to the ground. Um, yeah, because it was, you know, too dangerous to sit next to large groups of people, uh, mm-hmm. And I, I keep on reminding the people in my life about this. I really am not worried about getting sick myself so much as I am very concerned about unintentionally harming the people around me. So I know it was a smart, I know it was the right thing to do, but it doesn't take it doesn't take away the pain of looking at all of the successes that we worked so hard for start to just dip super hard, super fast. Um, and uh, as as I teased earlier, I went from realizing that I'm not at this stage a salesperson because I can't go out and pitch anybody anything. Uh, there's too little beer going out of faucets and uh, and there there's a lot of places that are wondering if they're gonna be open on the other end of this. So it, it feels it feels slightly cruel for me to go into places where they're just trying to survive and then see if they'll take that extra handle. It's like, Hey, what do you need? Yeah. Like I, um, I find myself now, uh, being very concerned for, uh, again, like whether it's regarding a new disease or not, but I am concerned about the lives and livelihood, the people that I've come to know and, uh, come to like. And, uh, And all these, these businesses that I had no idea just how important they were to me on a personal level, like our old pinball bar, no quarter, or Mm -hmm. like, um, the little all ages, uh, like indie music venue down the street from my house, dark matter, Mm -hmm. uh, all these places just, they didn't have the safety net that a lot of people do. And yeah, it's, uh, so I find myself now, uh, I mean, I'm primarily helping out in the tap room with all of the beer to go orders. Um, and, uh, and then working with our grocery partners, because uh, as you can imagine, since people can't go to the bar to get their beer, a lot of people are going just, they're just picking up an extra six pack at the grocery store. So all that mm-hmm. business has really skyrocketed. Um, as far as what's coming next. Um, I, I think, I, I think I have to keep my expectations in check Because there are going to be lots of places that open, but we're not necessarily going to see uh, tons of people filling those places, even at 50% capacity limits. Um, And certainly not necessarily um, the kind of person who wants to take a chance on a new beer that maybe costs a buck or a buck 50 more than the pint of beer that they had fishing with their dad 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, like, I could be, I could be wrong, and that would be lovely. But I don't, I don't want to get upset if that, if it doesn't work out uh, no. all right away. Like, if if I have to start over on building that business again, I think I just have to like roll up my sleeves and be okay with that because uh, everybody is trying very hard to. Get by, and everybody's trying really hard to, um, to, well, I say everybody. There mm-hmm. was that, there was that, uh, that fool up in Maine who just opened his group hub back up. Yeah, of, of course. course. <laughs> but uh, it won't you know, say I, names, but it's fine. <laughs> anybody can read a trade. We all know how yeah, people work. But, but uh, I just I want to be patient, and I want to work hard, and I want to keep my expectations uh, sort of, sort of medium. Uh, and not get upset if uh, if if the world can't uh, just pick right back up where it left off.
1: Yeah, and I mean for, for our purposes, I mean we're business partners. We work together. I mean we're we're beyond business partners, but you know we rely on each other to make things happen in the trade and um, you know build relationships. And to your point, building back the relationships after six seven. Almost eight weeks, you know, because we also, you and I, in our sections, we also dealt with a tornado that ripped through much of our neighborhood, or your neighborhood specifically. Literally a, just a week
0: ahead of yeah. uh, all these shutdown orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a, a real one-two punch <laughs> of crises.
1: Yeah, and uh, going back to you know, no quarter, our, our old pinball haunt, you know, that that building was all but destroyed, and you know that kind of gutted a part of like what we like to do and everything. And, you know, and then of course, yeah, everybody was on the, on the road. It's like, okay, we're, we're, we're rebuilding. We're going to do this. We're not going to worry about any viruses or anything. And that's sure enough, boom, everything gets shut down. Nothing can open. Everything is to go, you know, breweries have suffered in some ways, you know, pe- people who haven't been able to, I guess, wrap their head around the idea of a more personal kind of, impact on the community as well too and you know from what i've seen too and this is something we're all going to be working on as well you know you and i and everybody else in, in, in the trade what i have noticed is a definitely a more fierce focus on locality i feel uh with the reopening people want to go right back in and this is gonna you know this is gonna hopefully benefit the local guys and it's probably gonna hurt some of the regional guys and it will probably still be okay for a lot of the big, big guys who weren't going to be hurt much by this anyway, in some ways. Yeah. Uh,
0: you, I, you're right on the money, man. Um, and, uh, and I've been trying to, I'm, I've been trying to, to focus on some of those, those more localized, more vulnerable people, uh, mm-hmm. with what I can while I can, while we're going through this. Um, one, one of the, one of the rules that was changed, uh, at least in Davidson is that we have a, we have a beer board in our Metro government and, that gave a temporary sort of dispensation uh, that uh, that breweries could do straight deliveries to homes if people ordered from the breweries and sort of eliminate the need for the distribution arm of mm-hmm. that transaction. Um, we decided not to uh, for a, a number of reasons, uh, you know, some of them liability, some mm-hmm. of them just, just the staffing. Yeah. Um, and, and also we were, tr- we were talking quite a bit about what is it going to look like on the other side of this at a certain point in time, we will have to look our business partners, like our our accounts and our distribution partners, our buyers in the eyeball after, you know, like taking possibly business away from them in order to save ourselves. And we said, we would rather work twice as hard with the people who are able to work with us Mm -hmm. And push a lot of business their way and advertise that our products are available at these places um, so that everybody can be helped I mean yes we're selling quite a bit of beer to go from our tap room but in my mind that's no different than any number of people that would have come to our tap room with their friends to buy a pint Um, so uh, letting people know please support this local like package store or please uh, go buy this pizza place and get a six pack of Rose to go. Um, We wanted to, to, yeah, like just make sure that we were trying to support that locality because we knew these guys aren't necessarily going to have the safety net. Like I said earlier that Mm -hmm. that other people would, Um, but uh, I I said, I wasn't going to talk about anybody else, but I will bring up (laughs) that. I I had mentioned this to um, some beer sales friends of mine and they were like, well, we're doing direct delivery and it's working out great for us and it sucks that uh, anybody would make you feel bad about you know, making money yeah. directly. And I said, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's about anybody making us feel bad. Yeah. And I think it's very important to say, no one has ever had to do this before. So yeah. no one knows with a certainty what the right thing to do is we are everybody just trying our best. And this is the way that we decided to do it. I don't say that with any measure of like moral superiority. Uh, If you decide that the way you have to get by to survive, to get to the other side of this is direct sales and don't go to that bar and get a growler to go come to our place and buy it directly. Yeah. I get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, to your point. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) I, I, I promise I wasn't going to use this term, but, you know, we've been hearing so much of it, the, the idea of everything being unprecedented and unprecedented, unprecedented and unprecedented. Uh, and it's still, you know, it's the buzzword that that will be the word of 2020 when it, okay. when, it, when it's yeah, all said, it's said and done. The word
0: know. used so much that it starts to lose meaning. But yeah. the fact is that it, 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 it's not, it's unprecedented in our in life. In our
1: time. Yeah, in our yeah. time. Yes, absolutely. Cause know I didn't about, have to worry
0: about picking up polio swimming in a pond.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Everything that's old is new again. So yeah. <laughs> it might come on back. Not to get too dark, everybody. Uh, but yeah, yeah, to your point about it's it's a tricky situation because you yourself are a local business supporting other local businesses. And you know, in this time with limited funds for customers and limited customers in general, how will the customer base support which local business now, and then how will they continue to support them after we're back to a more pseudo normal? I want to, I don't want to say normal because nothing's going to be the same after right. this. Uh, but how do people go back? Will they go back to the tried and true and hope that everything's better? Yeah. Uh, and I guess to that point, it, it kind of leads into the last question is, what have you learned, I guess, maybe about your business or other businesses during this whole, I mean, I'll just break it down to a two month, let's say the, the, the past eight weeks, you know, it feels sure. like it's been eight years, but it's, <laughs> been, well, it's only been eight weeks since we've been going through this, this, ex, this experiment, this, you know, this process. Yeah, know? yeah, it
0: really does. Um, well, uh, I, I think uh, one of the things that I've learned personally is what my role in the company really is. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've said this for years and I've I've never felt the truth of it more than I have in the last uh, several weeks. Um, My official job title might say that I'm a beer salesperson, Mm -hmm. but in reality, I don't actually sell beer. Um, Bartenders sell beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, People at the grocery store who are making suggestions to somebody who's in the aisle trying to find something, they sell beer um i am more of a a a pretty good looking catalog uh i i have a lot of information about the beer uh i can tell you about the branding and the history i can do all of that um so i've i've come to find that really my job is to build relationships keep relationships to build history and trust and to be the storyteller Of our company Uh, it's uh, it's not all necessarily myth-making but it's certainly some kind of archivism Uh, it's letting people know what Black Abbey is who we are what we stand for what we hope for and who we support Uh, so it feels so much more about the people that we work with and less about me personally Um, that has been a really good uh, lesson to to have solidified in my neural pathways (laughs) Um, and uh, and I've I've also learned uh, that uh, that the kindness uh, from that lesson is uh, it goes a long way. Um, I reached out to one of my buyers right before the order came down, and I and I asked him, "Is everybody safe? Is everybody healthy? Anybody have a tree come through their window last week? How are you? I don't know what to do. If I think of anything to do." i'll ask you if it's okay and he said everybody's fine nobody's ill um and then he said uh i can't believe it but it just occurred to me you're the first person to ask how we're doing personally and less about whether or not we're going to be able to pick up a keg Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: uh and it made me sad because uh um I feel like we should all have that at the front of our minds uh, yeah. during something like this and uh and and it showed that uh, I really do value those relationships uh quite a, I I hope I desperately hope this doesn't sound like me patting myself on the back uh <laughs> I just I realized oh I didn't care so much about my keg sale numbers first and foremost but rather the relationships that I was building with those people and uh, and I think that those connections and those partnerships might be our saving grace uh, at yeah. the end of all this. Like you said, it's not going to be normal, but maybe, maybe just sort of stabilized.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Being and stabilized
0: a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's going to be the better thing to, to be a relationship person less than a salesperson.
1: Yeah. And I think that I, I mean, you hit it on the head. I mean, it's like, we're, we're not the ones we, we might be selling the beer we're selling ourselves, you know, at the end of the day, Nashville's a different market. I mean, I've only worked in the Nashville market, uh, so I can't speak on. I've been a drunk in several, several other markets, though. So, I've spoken to bartenders, spoken to brewers, I've spoken to front of house people, back of house people, and I've spoken to salespeople, I've spoken to distribution reps, and you know, you get different stories from everybody in, in different markets. And Nashville was the first market that I'm working in, and also seeing a very different way of life that I that I never lived before and in in nearly the four years I mean uh, June 3rd will be my four-year anniversary living here in Middle Tennessee and you know I've made a lot of friends and almost since the time I moved here I've worked in some way or fashion with in a brewery front of house back of house and now sales and of course now distribution and I've I've seen it all talked to a lot of people a lot of people from different walks of life Uh, it can be frustrating. It can be happy. It can be so many different things. You know, you, 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 go through the, the kaleidoscope of emotions on a daily basis, you know, in my almost two years with my distributor and, you know, you see, especially in the past what, eight weeks, you know, it's nine weeks, you know, since our, the tornado, you know, kind of set and almost set a different precedent for what we were in store for compared to what other people were in store for. You know, we, we got punched in the face and then we were about to get up and then we got kicked in the the dick, if you will, or or, or wherever else you get kicked. Um, So it's been interesting. It's been a trial by fire. And, you know, knowing that you you're out there and you're making the effort to go out there and talk to people, not about the business, but about their business, their family, their their livelihood, you know, and it does go a long way. And it's, you know, some people will always poo poo that and be like, Oh, well, that's disingenuous. You're a salesperson at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, I mean,
0: that's okay. Fine. Take it for degree, But literally we would not be here without them. So you got to care.
1: Yeah. you, You have to care. These are people that you, you know, their parents, you know, their kids, if they have kids, you know what they did the previous weekend, you make a plan with them to see them hopefully in, in a week or so. And you see them on a weekly basis because usually how our, how, how our business works is that you go and see accounts every, every week. It's like clockwork. Cause at the end of the day, they kind of expect you, you know, some people don't and other people are like, ah, eh, well, whatever. But other people, you define your relationship on your promptness, your timeliness, your empathy. And of course the type of person you are when things are good and things are bad. And with that being said, I really want you to do an outro, plug Black Abbey, plug whatever you want, talk about what the future holds. Isaiah, here's, the floor is yours right now.
0: Okay, yeah, Um, well, uh, most travel is uh, discouraged, um, but (laughs) the next time you get a chance to uh, come to Nashville, uh, our tap room whether you, whether we have to operate like a convenience store like we do right now, or whether uh, our tables are set out and uh, have a pint, um, I have always felt like our our tap is has been a, a well-designed space for community building. Uh, we call it the fellowship hall. Um, there is no two-topper seating; it's all community seating, um, and. Uh, we had a beer garden put together uh, not too long before uh, people weren't allowed to use it. Uh, so yeah, look us up. Uh, we're just south of downtown. Um, and uh, if, if you wanna hear um, slightly uh, more inebriated, uh, maybe more PG-13 language uh, out of my skull, um, uh, Carl and I do a show through uh, one of our, our uh, bar and restaurant partners downtown. Um, Acme Feed and Seed, they've got a station called Acme Radio Live. You can go to acmeradiolive.com or look us up through Mixcloud, uh, which is a, a pain-in-the-ass website, but it at least allows us to uh, play full songs without uh, dealing with licensing issues. Um, but it's the Dad Rock Block, uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's a really fun project that Carl and I are doing on the side. Um, and uh, aside from that, I would say uh, if, if anything that we talked about today Uh, connected with you uh, that maybe you'll think less about uh, going to Taco Bell for the ease of it and more about uh, checking out um, one of the local stores that's doing some to-go orders Uh, they are going to need your money a lot more than the Pepsi Pepsi Corporation. Um, Matt I got to get the tap room opened up and I appreciate so much uh, you uh, asking me to to be one of your First guess on this, so uh, I'm seeing your face, buddy. Uh, Missing your face. I'll look yes. forward to hugging your sweaty neck.
1: Oh yeah, don't. I'll, I'll make it extra sweaty for you when <laughs> when I see you again. But Isaiah, really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you. Appreciate your fellowship. Appreciate everything that you're doing out there in, in the community. And uh, we'll we'll get back to uh, you know in some way, shape, or form normal. Hopefully, some pinball in our future in some place, warehouse, wherever it might be on uh, with a. A, a delicious IPA or whatever you guys are cooking up right now. But looks uh, God's ears, bud. I know. So, uh, so this was, you know, beyond the pale oil. Uh, thank you, Isaiah. Once again, from black Abbey for joining me, I will include any link that he sends me in the show notes and everything. And uh, if you want to contact me, of course, you can always just go to the main website, simplistic or you can contact me directly at mats. MATT at simplisticreviews.net. Or if you don't want to type in Matt, you can go type in a few more consonants and vowels. It's contact at simplisticreviews.net. And we'll have another episode of Beyond the Pale Ale soon. Isaiah again, love you, buddy. Um, Thanks again for coming on and everything.
0: Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pale Ale. You can find more features from Simplistic Reviews at simplisticreviews.net.
1: And remember, bottoms up.